Hello, folks. It's Hello. Been <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, maybe like two weeks or something. I don't know. We're kind of behind by, well, pff, not behind. I don't know. We're taking, we took a little break to figure yeah. some stuff out. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, before we get into this episode, we just, we just wanted to highlight uh, the Black Lives Matter movement that's mm-hmm. happening in the world today, right now. Yeah, um, the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. So, so many Black lives have Mm -hmm. been lost and just taken. And it's not new. Like, this has been going on for, I don't care, I'm going to swear, for fucking ever. And Mm -hmm. it's just... I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm 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 trying not to cry because it's just really upsetting and it makes me want to vomit and it's like physically exhausting and it's it is literal trauma on the black community right now. It's trauma yeah. having to continuously see black people brutalized and murdered by the people that are supposed to be sworn to protect um like there's a saying that like you know slavery did not go away it was just it has a it has a new mask now right yeah and it is the judicial system it is the police force it mm. is the mass incarceration of black men women black people within like you know the, the within the lbgtq um qa mm. like spectrum and and even like you know to cherry on top just the other day like trans people were denied their ability to like not be discriminated against in the work work um not workplace and like the in medical. healthcare yeah, yeah and with healthcare right and yeah that it's just it's a there's been systematic oppression especially for black people um of many denominations for just hundreds of years and it's been guided or under the guise of uh the government just uh making decisions that are they're they're just like not progressive and uh not seemingly trying to be for the people but really not like a lot of the decisions are just not and um especially with the uh that the decision on uh not discriminating against trans people in healthcare. That's horrible. And um, I think we just wanted to take this moment to um, just address this and uh, tell people, yes, there are horrible things that are happening in the world uh, and around this, uh, but there is hope and there is way, there are ways for you to help. Like even, if currently you like are protesting or aren't protesting 
you can donate to causes that are helping and beneficial for the movement for black lives for Mm -hmm. uh, trans lives yeah for bail bonds for people that are uh, being unjustly arrested uh, during peaceful protests Um, and yeah we just want to let you know that yeah you can help and uh, there is hope yeah there it's just it's it's bleak but there but there is hope and people are doing their damnness out there on the front lines there and and for for those of you that are listening that are black individuals that are like in studios or just in your general workplace you know please protect your mental health during this time sometimes you know you feel like you have to look at you're you're having that struggle between do I stay informed on everything but I also like feel really down because all this is just weighing on me and and also like what you could be that you're the only black person in your workspace and you feel isolated because like nobody's talking about it or they're skirting around the subject just hang in there and please protect your mental health because like I said earlier it is this is trauma this is trauma on the black community it is traumatic to see this over and over again to have to repeatedly um I don't know just like stand stand up for yourself in the face of people being like well all lives matter and you having to explain to your co-workers or to your peers that don't get it you know mm-hmm. like that's that's just so much mental strain emotionally physically spiritually it's a lot so please take care of yourselves but to the best of your ability if you can yes please. and yeah like this this episode that you're gonna go into like we recorded this like before any of this went down so that's yeah oh yeah really wanted <laughs> this to is way before things. this is like february like this is before we even before corona yeah <laughs> before quarantine yeah before quarantine so i don't know man just i we hope that this episode just i don't know i guess brings you a little bit of comfort in this time just right a minute just a, a good like 45 or to an hour, however long the episode is, I can't quite recall. Just some mm. time to, you know, like to decompress. Right. That, that's, that's really all we yeah. hope that this does for you. Yeah. And also to let you know that um, Black and Animated is uh, still, of course, dedicated to doing our part with to r- rising up the uh, Black animation community and mm-hmm. highlighting uh, Black animators as well as um bringing more black artists and creatives into the animation industry um yeah so just wanted to throw that out there as well yeah so just you know keep a stay keep in contact i guess with us you know via twitter and like our facebook group because we've been posting some things and like resources that are hopefully Mm -hmm. helpful to people And yeah, just hang in there, everybody. Hang in there. And now, our interview with Aaron Brewer. Woo! Yeah! (laughs) 
podcast. I thought this was the uh, beans and <laughs> beans and potatoes. Be- beans and potatoes on? podcast. <laughs> the beans and potatoes podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's laughter. There's yeah. laughter. No, wait, hold on. <laughs> Disembodied laughter, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Now there's a disembodied voice. Disembodied voice, please introduce yourself to our audience. Hi, guys. My name is Aaron Brewer. Wow. I thought it was God. (laughs) (laughs) Why did that get you? Why did that get you so bad? Okay. Uh, Okay. Hey, Aaron. Hello. (laughs) Hi, guys. Aaron. Tell our audience what you do in animation. Uh, right now, I am a storyboard artist at Nickelodeon. That is my current gig. Awesome. Yeah. Storyboard artist. Yeah. Sweet. That's what I do. Sports! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the current job. I've, I've done a bunch, but right now it's just storyboards. What else have you done? I started out doing uh, animation. Um, both traditional hand-drawn animation and um, After Effects character animation. Traditional as in, like, on paper? Yeah. Oh, snap. Whoa. Ancient way. That's Traditional. It's like, oh, so, like, <laughs> digital. <laughs> Literally, my brain is just like, okay, yeah, Zoom Boom, I got it. No. My, <laughs> brain, my brain went to paper. Uh, yeah. You young hipster. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Back in my day, <laughs> we used to draw on yeah, paper. <laughs> you see? Light boxes. Yeah. Pimple softeners. A light box. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel really bad that I can't remember what the three-prong, like, white bar is called. Because I haven't used peg, it. Peg bar? Peg bar. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember what it was like called because I haven't used it. God, yeah, man, I'm old. <laughs> it's just we 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 animated um that way in college, and yeah. I haven't done it since. So I'm like, yeah, the three prong white bar thing mm-hmm. what is that, 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 that thing yeah <laughs> man i actually have some so animation bad. paper up in my room <laughs> that i'm just like i'm trying to get rid of this but yeah i want to give it to someone that's actually going to use it <laughs> yeah yeah me too i still have some yeah. but I, I, I just i just draw on it and it just lays around the apartment you know it's so fun <laughs> to draw on paper but yeah i tossed all my extra paper but i still have a like a cuts from my college short film that i had to do um by hand yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kept just the ones that I really like. Not all of them though, because some of them are doo doo. <laughs> yeah, I've recently been trying to, cause I have um folders full of like assignments and fil- my films and stuff, just like all the paper. Um, cause we used Xerox paper, cause it was cheaper. Uh, uh, and so um, but I've been recently um trying to batch scan them all and have digital copies and i was going to do one of those like groundworks you know like those anime oh, books cool, kind of things yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, cool, but just yeah, do it yeah. with all of my crappy school drawings yeah. so that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking i'm gonna do yeah. so that saves space but i can still keep all of that you know work i can look back and like oh man i've come a long way yeah and then when you get like super duper famous you can right. sell it and then everybody would be like wow yeah he used to draw like me yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Spider-Verse, you're like yeah. me. You're like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's still 
Timing. I learned to do sheet timing, and I've done that for several shows now, mm-hmm. which is just that's a, a lost start. Yeah, it is. It's a random thing to kind of fall into. Um, but I'm I, very excited. <laughs> 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 no, I, 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 it was you know we, I was at Ted Mouse in New York, and there was um, there wasn't any spots for traditional animation at the moment. Um, but Venture Brothers needed a sheet timer. One of the sheet timers on the show moved to California, so. They need a spot, so the supervisor, you know, taught me. He just like, this is what you do. He, you know, you you walk me through it. You know, basically held my hand, and the two of us, um, just knocked out season six of Venture Brothers, and then from there, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. kept going. I, I think most of our audience knows what a storyboard artist is and what an animator is, but what exactly is she timing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. for all the young bucks that <laughs> don't know. <laughs> um, so the. Animation, traditional animation, traditionally animated shows are done overseas, especially in Cartoon Network. A lot of them are done overseas. And so mm-hmm. um, they have uh, the storyboards are shipped and they're timed out uh, in the animatic. But um, as an animation director, we, that's the best way to explain this, uh, we direct them on how uh, many drawings to use per scene or like or where to put the drawings or how long we hold poses. So like if you get a storyboard and uh, this is a more visual when I do this, it's hard to talk about. Okay. So basically, so if, if a person is sitting down in panel one, right. And they're sitting in front of a table and there's a glass on the table. And then in panel two, their hand is on the glass. Right. So as an animation director, we have to tell the overseas studios how many drawings it takes for them to be sitting there and then for their hand to be on the glass and we also say where it is when when in the shot it happens mm-hmm. you know and then so we are you know we put an x saying at this frame you know actually you probably don't even know what an x sheet is i should say what an x sheet is what is an x sheet okay yeah okay all right so these like yeah yeah i was like oh wait yeah okay so x this is gonna be all over the place all right so X sheets are um, these giant sheets of paper, um, and and they have columns and they have rows, and every row represents a single frame in animation in the in the episode. Mm-hmm. So I think there's uh, I can't do math right now. Uh, there's 80, 80 frames per page. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so my first job when I get an episode, I look at the animatic, I look at the PDF. Mm-hmm. Right, and I basically go through and divide the page all all the way up. So, like you know, scene one starts at frame zero mm-hmm. and ends at frame twenty four. And so I have to go find frame twenty four and then draw a red line and mark it scene one and then scene two. And then I do that, you know, from scene scene two starts at twenty four, scene three, Whoa. you know, ends at one hundred and thirty. So then I, you know, flip a page, draw a red line, you know, and mark off, you know, new scene. So I do that for the entire episode, wow. right? Then I start over again, and I go back to the front, and then I do dialogue. So basically, all the dialogue is red, so like it's phonetically spelled out, like frame by frame. So I know where these different um, sounds are hitting, and then I have to go in and uh, mark the mouths because we get a mouth chart, mm-hmm. and we say, okay, we use the O mouth here, the O mouth, the Ah mouth the tea mouth you know and i do that for the entire episode mm-hmm. right and then i go back to the beginning and then i start exposing so i say um in this episode i mean in this shot this character 
these three characters are on frame. Um, there's explosions. There's, um, you know, maybe a water cycle happening in the background. There's a camera move. I do all of that. You have to basically describe and say what's happening in every shot and explain how many frames it takes to do every single thing mm. in every shot. And so work through it and work through it. So like some shots are really easy where, you know, all you're doing is blinks because maybe it's just a, you know, a medium shot of the head of one character. I did the dialogue already. So all I have to do is add a blink and I keep it moving. But in those other shots, when you do action shows, which are crazy, because there's like, you know, streaming, you know, like speed lines. And then like maybe the ground is moving too, right? And then the camera's moving. And then also there's four characters and they're fighting. So you have to say, this character throws a punch here and it takes four drawings to throw that punch. And then this character ducks. So, but the character can't duck until the punch starts happening. So then you stagger it and, you know, and so like then they duck and then then something explodes and like all of this crap is happening and it'll only be on you know screen for a second. So it's like literally like not even half a page. It's like a quarter of a page. And I had to do all of this writing. It gets really, you know, confusing and convoluted. But yeah. mm-hmm. so it sounds so confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's more of a detailed that, yeah. Yeah, it's like very visual. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, I definitely have to sit I would have to sit you down and, and like and like, you know, this is what I wrote and this is what's happening. It's hard mm-hmm. to really talk it out. But yeah. yeah. Hey, well, yeah. <laughs> it's good that you described it, just yeah. because there are a lot of schools that don't teach that anymore. No, um, my not college at all. taught us how to do X sheets and like how to beat do sheet timing, so I'm mm-hmm. pretty familiar with it. But I think that's probably been phased out in a lot of schools. I would, I would, I would assume it yeah. might be. I think I because everything's all digital now. Yeah, exactly. I was taught uh, about sheet timing and like. Uh, we had to do sheet timing for at least, like, one assignment just to know mm-hmm. what it is. You can uh, do it digitally. But, yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah. yeah. They're, they're two oh, boom, right, the yeah, they do. They it. do have the, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you can do it in two boom digitally, so they basically taught that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, like, halfway through my four mm-hmm. years of college, like, we did it on paper, and then... Toon Boom started to get implemented way more heavily, and then it was just like, okay, it's just all in the program. I'm like, oh, neat, I guess. Yeah, there's just so much detail yeah. you have to pay attention to and keep track of. Yeah, and but that makes you pretty valuable though in like the job market. For because... sure, and that, and that was part of the reason why mm-hmm. you know I, I did it because it makes it's because um I remember um Bruce Smith it's like way before uh, I got to California and before I really started working in the industry. I went to SIGGRAPH and he was there, it was in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and um, he was telling stories and, um, you know, he had mentioned that, you know, he, to stay marketable, he was good at all these different skills. So, like, he can animate, he can character design, you know, mm-hmm. he's directed. So, like, you know, when one thing is down, you know, he can, just, they're hiring in his other position, so he right. can do that. And so it makes him more marketable. And I was like, yeah. you know, mind blown, right? And yeah. so, you know, so with having done traditional anima- traditional animation because that was the, that was a dream to be a disney animator and then when i graduated they shut down disney animation so i was like oh, okay cool so but um but i started my first job was with you know after effects animation so i know how to use after effects so i can do mm-hmm. compositing to an extent i know my way around the program mm-hmm. so that makes me marketable in that you know in that arena and then also um traditional animation and then g timing and then uh, storyboarding. So, like, I can do all of these different Jack things. Page. Yeah, so, like, you know, when... I still suck at character design. I'm really horrible at it. But the... You know, so exactly. So when one is down, I can do another, you know? Right. And so, like, it just... And it helps me be marketable, like you said. So keep the lights on. Yeah, and I feel like uh, it's cool because, like, sheet timing, I feel like it's something that 
not a lot of people really think about. Definitely, mm-hmm. like, one of the youngest people in those, like, union meetings. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, a yeah. lot of uh, uh, vets in the animation industry basically have those jobs, as far as, like, I knew. And the fact that you said that you did that, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Because <laughs> I thought it was just, like, the, the older folks that knew how to do yeah, that, that like, were yeah. doing all those things. Yeah, no. Because, like, especially on a lot of 2D shows, they, they need those. Mm-hmm. On CG shows, at least the one that I'm on, like, we don't have that. Yeah, we don't either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, when growing up, like, what made you want to get into animation? Okay. Um, and like, what prompted that? That was also but, my question. Oh, okay. Oh, look at that! Look at that! How did you? How did you do this? You got your brain over there. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, that I was thinking about that this morning. Um, because I figured you guys were gonna ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I did a lot of things growing up. Um, and I wasn't. A huge cartoon nerd believe it or not so i mean i would watch you know every you know saturday morning cartoons like every other kid mm-hmm. but um i when i would watch disney movies and that was the extent of it you know but i like to draw um and i always had friends around me that were better at it than i was so it kind of kept me you know interested mm-hmm. but i but i played a lot of sports um i did martial arts That's um, cool, though. um yeah i did a i did a bunch of stuff growing up so it didn't click for me until um my junior year of high school when you're getting all of those like pamphlets in the mail from the different colleges and um and i'm looking at all these schools but like i don't know what i want to major in what am i gonna do like i was good at science and math Mm. believe it or not so um you know the whole time i was still drawing you know just something i would do um just as but it was one of the few things that I could do and lose track of time doing, you know, right, it was like yeah. music and, um, drawing and like probably a few other things, but I, well, I mean, you had fun with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so g- growing up in, um, uh, my mom quit her, was able to quit her job. Um, uh, I don't remember how old I was, but she did it for 15 years. And so she was a nuclear engineer. I think I think I'm oh getting that God. right. Okay, cool. But she didn't she didn't want to do that. She wanted to be a doctor, but she thought that was going to be too hard. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I probably got that wrong. But so, but it was an engineer and it was a hard job. And so so she used to do that for 15 years. She would get up at the crack of dawn to drive, you know, to beat traffic to get to work that she hated doing, and yeah. and then you know get home and then help raise you know raise us. So, mm-hmm. um, and I equated that to like going to high school for the rest of my life. I was like, I don't want to do something that I don't like doing right. you know so then i had to do some reflection and say oh i like drawing you know that's one of the things i like doing and then at the time i saw um uh the behind the scenes footage of like tarzan i think it was tarzan Ooh, exactly. and so it was like, mm-hmm. like oh they're animating like, that's pretty cool and then they're drawing people and they, do that yeah people yeah. do it like yeah, just drawing you know, like sitting there like making things move and like you know and you know, your actors with a pencil and that that kind of like really resonated with me so i was like oh let me see what's up with animation and so i um found some schools that that had animation programs went to a couple of like uh tours of schools in the area i think there's something in baltimore micah i think that was the name of the school yeah uh, yeah. yeah i think they had like a small had a small animation program but it yeah. wasn't quite what i was going for but there was a couple other schools and so i did some research and i see that i needed a portfolio so um I hadn't taken the only art history, only art class I had taken was art history, and I had done I, like I whenever I got to draw something I would just go you know ham. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted to take AP art my senior year, 
but I didn't have the credentials. So I went to my art history teacher and had her vouch for me to get into AP art. And, um, and so she, she saw my sketchbook and some of my work that I had done. So she let me into that, um, uh, class. And then, so it was my senior year and I was kind of ahead of schedule on all of my other stuff, Mm -hmm. like my requirements. Mm -hmm. So all I needed to take was English and history. So those are my two first those are my two classes. And then after that, it was, I only had four classes a day. So it was those two in the morning and then my whole afternoon was art. So I would do, I would do APR and then I would do art too. Cause it was oh, just another art class. Yeah, yeah, why yeah, not? Why not? Yeah. yeah. And then on the weekends I took art classes at the Smithsonian. So then I would, That's so, cool. so then I was doing, you know, like full blown art senior year. So, um, yeah. I think also in the summer too, I started building a portfolio in the summer. I would go to a college and, um, I'm from Maryland. Uh, yeah, originally, yeah, yeah, I'm clear about that. Yeah, You're from Maryland. Yeah, and so I would go to uh, so many Maryland folks. Yeah, oh, man. yeah. Who else is from Maryland? Uh, Nyla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And Jeff. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah what was it? Any and Jones Cordy. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was my classmate, too. Oh, oh cool. dang. Yeah, so yeah, that's but also this is part of the story, too. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so like. Classes and over the summer and then during the school year. So I had a portfolio ready by, you know, what, December or whatever. So I started applying. And mm-hmm. um, we also flew out to California during the summer just to see, like, there was one school I had found over there. It wasn't even CalArts because I didn't know CalArts existed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was like, uh, it's like an art of, like, illustration and design or something like that. It was down by Laguna Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but Laguna it, Beach uh, School? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, and it, it was like, it was like this... Yeah, it was school yeah, Laguna, yeah, Laguna, this uh, college art, Laguna College Art and Design. I know that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a school. Yeah, yeah, Sarah went there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we went to check it out, but it was like a school on the side of a highway, and it was like, it seemed like one building, you know, it didn't feel like a campus, I don't even think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really far. Yeah. My parents were like, you know. <laughs> so, as we went to the SVA, SVA seemed like it had a really good program. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like what I was going for. Um, so, I applied and got in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I got there, <laughs> day one, you know, like I had never animated anything before. I think I made maybe one or two flip books to my composition book, you mm-hmm. know, like just in the corner, just for the hell of it. But I had yeah. never thought yeah. of, you know, never, I didn't have any kind of experience, mm-hmm. but day one, um, they give us a crash course on how to use the light box or a lunch box, mm-hmm. light box, lunch box. And, um, you know, like, this is a, this is an animation disc, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and you know, these are, these are the old punchers. Wait, what's a lunchbox? The lunchbox is the thing oh. that you, you know, press the button in order to take the images. Take, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't pictures. know that was, I didn't know that was, that had yeah. a name. Yeah. 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 I'm like, it looks like, it looks like, it looks like a lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard that before, so I was like, lunchbox? Okay. Well, kids at home, a lunchbox, a lunchbox is a, it was like this little lunchbox shaped, um, computer or what, I don't know what kind of thing it was, but it would hook up to the camera and it would also, I think just the camera. Yeah, it was the camera. Just the camera. So, and so what you would do is the camera would be high up and it would be facing down, um, over a, uh, animation disc and then underneath would be a, a light. And so you would click the light on. Put the paper down, the camera. You would do, you would focus it on your animation, and then also the camera was hooked up to the t- a television right next to um, the station. Okay. And and we have a VCR because that's where I come from, VCR days. <laughs> so 
um, you would look at the TV, make sure everything is in frame, mm-hmm. right? And then you would use the lunchbox to capture images. So if you wanted something on ones, you hit the button once. If you wanted it on twos, you hit it twice. And, you know, then you would take the paper off, put another paper on, take a picture, you know, pop, 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 pop. And then so you can use the lunchbox to play stuff back. Then you can also, um, I think you, we were able to click through our animation and delete drawings as well with the lunchbox. Mm-hmm. And then so once we had a cycle that we liked, we would hit record on the VCR and, you know, record our animation. And then yeah. and then we'd critique it the next day. I had so many, like, just random VHSs that I was, like, yeah. assignments. Oh, my you God. Know? Oh, and so, so cool. Yeah, but I don't have a VCR. VHSs. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so, don't, but, don't hate on VHS. I'm not, I'm not, not VHS. Look at that collection of VHSs. Yeah, that I, that I made. You <laughs> Capture it on directly to the computer. Yeah. For ours, it was it was directly on the computer. It, it captured it directly on the computer. Like everything else, was the same lunchbox, camera, uh, looking down. But then it would go straight to the computer. And so, yeah. what programs did you use to record the animation? Uh, I, I think it was just iMovie. Oh wow! Oh, all right. <laughs> no, we, we, had, we had a specific program that we had to use, and I can't remember the name of it, but it had like this cartoon dog. That reminded me of Eric. I'm pretty sure Eric Roll, uh, not Eric Rubles, uh, Eric uh, Goldberg. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, like probably did the promotional art for it or something because it looked like his style. And yeah, I can't remember the name of it though. It looks like huh. Winnie the Pooh, but a dog. <laughs> kind of actually, yeah. It was a yellow dog, <laughs> he had red, spiky hair, <laughs> and he was at an animation table. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can't remember the name of that program, but yeah, we had a specific like, all right, let's like a. Uh, old school dragon dragon frame like programmer was kind of like all right oh, take God, the picture I haven't heard that in a while all right put it on twos yeah. okay yeah so yeah do they I wonder do, do kids still get taught dragon frame I wonder I mean if you're in stop motion I'm sure yeah because they had us use dragon frame for two D animations for a oh. bit because dragon frame could you know it could just capture the the drawings but then it was like no just hook it up to the to the Apple computer and put yeah, it in I never had to... <laughs> is Dragon Frame, is that... So that's what stop motion is used, and does it, does it like, flicker and play, like, old stuff, too, as you're, like... That, don't you do that with stop motion, where, like, you can have it repeat, like, the, like, the last three or four images in that way, and, so, and, then, yeah. and then it links up to what's currently there, so you can kind of see if, like, the motion is still smooth or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I you, think so. Yeah. It's been a long time since I used it. I, I, I don't think I've ever really used Dragon Frame myself, oh, but, okay. yeah, 
I've from like when I've seen people use it that that sounds familiar and I think it also is in the traditional lab at Nickelodeon I'm not yeah. pretty sure because they they have like a little like lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, they do, they do. Yeah, they so do. I think they use Dragon Frame for uh, that. Just instant, I, I look back, I look in there, I'm like, I remember those days and have no desire, <laughs> no desire to sit down and, and relive them. Nope. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah. I'm, try, I'm like, yeah. When I was there, I was kind of like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna like. Yeah, I'm gonna take some paper and leave. Yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna use this. I'm though. gonna draw. I'm gonna animate a little bit, and I'm no. just like. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, uh-uh. I literally looked at the pencil of the page and I'm like, how did, oh no, I would not have been able <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, like, just had to, you had to flip those, <laughs> that's the thing, so like, that day one, not knowing any of that stuff, he was like, all right, uh, here's all the stuff, all right, animated transformation between three objects and the first, uh, the first, the last object has to transform back into the first object. Ooh, and yeah. it can Metamorphic. be, it can be no less than 75 drawings. I'm like, oh, 75 that. drawings. Mm. Like, yeah, that sounds like a, like, it's a whole lot. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, I mean, I did it and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that, that works. I guess yeah. it works. But, um, I was in class with Ian Jones Cordy and Danny Hines mm. and Danny Hines is, lead character designer from Steven Universe now mm. on um uh Craig and the Creeps. Mm. And, <laughs> yeah, and so the two of them were born with pencils in their hands. Like like they came out mm-hmm. of the womb. Like so like, you know, I'm just I figured out a year ago at this point <laughs> that right. I wanted to do animation. And these two like particularly like I remember seeing them their stuff and I'm like, mother Yeah, like, I remember <laughs> like uh God, I remember when I was back in like high school, middle school, like seeing uh Ian and Joe and Cody's uh, stuff, like flash stuff online. Really? Yeah, I remember seeing that stuff. Oh, online. like like Knockforce or I, I can't remember the name of it because it was, was like, it like was I haven't it seen the... it in so long. But it was literally like this black dude and like uh, yeah, it was all white dude. Yeah, it was Knockforce. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I yeah, remember yeah. watching that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. And I was just like snap, but like oh okay. <laughs> That's crazy. I did one of those. I got to guess. I did like because cool. so, so my. When he, so yeah, he's always creating stuff. He's always like just, just ahead, ahead of the curve, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, he, when I got that job at, so my first job was at Little Airplane, um, on the Wonder Pets, and that's when I was doing the, uh-huh. the 2D animation in After, After Effects. Effects. Yeah. But I still wanted to draw. Like I think, you know, I was happy to be animating and met some amazing people there, and but I was still on my own drawing and working on traditional animation because I just, I needed to draw. That's why right. I got it. That's why I got into the whole thing in the first place was because right. I could yeah. draw. Mm-hmm. So um, Ian was doing, he was like well into knock force at this point. And so um, he was banging out episodes every other, every two weeks, you know, Jeez. like as by himself. Well, well Jim, his partner, uh, would do the lip sync, but then Ian would do most of the visuals. And it's like, mm. good Lord, you know, characters, yeah. character designs, concepts, you know, executing them. They're basically like really fleshed out storyboards, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, so I, I did get to, I, I got to do one of those. So that was like a, a cool way for me to practice and just have a space to kind of like create something really nice. short and doable. Yeah. Um, and I think I animated something else too. Like, so like while I was there, I animated like three or four things okay. just on my own, just so that once that job ended, um, I knew that I wasn't going back into that realm. I had to go traditional animation somewhere. Somehow I had to find traditional work. So it was very hit or miss and, you know, living bare bones for a while, you know what right. I mean? Just, but um, I was able to kind of work my way into that world. Cause you know, a lot of studios in New York at the time were 
were closed. It wasn't uh, the haven of the animation that it was when I started school. Like stuff mm-hmm. was starting to close up. I think Nick had stopped doing, and like cartoons in New York, they moved all their stuff to oh, the West okay. Coast. Right. Yeah. Um, I never knew that. There was, um, gosh, there was a couple of others too, like Cartoon Pizza. Right. Oh, yeah, I think they did Doug, right? Yeah, they did Doug. Yeah, so, oh, okay, so they weren't around anymore. Um, Curious Pictures, they did. Oh, yeah, they, uh, they did Codename Kids Next Door, yeah. and the um, they did those uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Remember oh, those claymation? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were a big production house, but then they changed ownership, and then so they lost some of their bigger stuff, and they were still doing things, but not on a grand as a grand scale as they had done. Mm-hmm. Um. So there, you know, the landscape was a lot different when I graduated, and so especially then I graduated, and then three years later, so um, I found like a couple pilots that Curious Pictures had done. I was working on those, and then also um, some commercials randomly here and there, um, and I kind of bounced around doing a lot of that until Titmouse came into town. Titmouse came in. I don't remember what year it was. Okay. Uh, they came into town, and it was about two years before I could get in there, but I was like, yeah. To work with those guys so Man. what was it like uh shorts they were doing early on or was it like full-on shows that they that you got to work on while you were at Titmouse? Mouse it was full-on shows like so i think they so Mouse kind of a lot of like what was it noodle soup or was it noodle soup or did they change a oh, world leaders Oh yeah, noodle soup changed into world leaders mm. and then world leaders had venture brothers and um gosh maybe few other shows but they closed and they took a lot of those employees who are now at Titmouse and um so they the two major shows that they had in New York were Motor City oh god and I'm uh, sorry I have such passionate feelings about Motor City and I hate that it got uh, yeah I know it's so good I know yeah yeah Motor City and uh Super Jail so those, Super Joe, wow. So those two shows were, they were shows, and they had in-house animation, it was traditional animation, I was like, this is it, this is what I was, I need to be doing these yeah. things, like I, finally, you know, yeah. we're doing, we're doing stuff for TV, and it's in, it's in the country, mm-hmm. and it looks good, and I have friends on it, like, we just need to make this crap happen, so, yeah. um, you know, I kept pestering my buddy like hey give me a test give me a test you know like and i, and I went to like the, a couple of parties there and so just to meet folks and but it wasn't until i was working a pilot at uh curious pictures mm-hmm. i was working on a pilot and no actually no it was an animated episode of eureka remember that show eureka on sci-fi yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so they did they did an animated christmas special like oh. it was like the story was broken into three different sections and it had three different styles of animation mm. right. so i think it had traditional had which was flash heavy flash mm-hmm. um it had uh stop motion and it had 3d section mm-hmm. so um me and four other people did the the flash animation side and one of them okay. was uh buddy kimson and kimson um has been in the industry for a minute and you know he worked on uh beavis like the movie i think uh, he's been around for a minute so and so um and so he was working with another buddy of his on um a commercial and it was being done at at titmouse and Mm -hmm. so he brought me in so the three of us tackled this nike commercial and you know, while I was there, I got to be in Titmouse. I got to meet everybody that was, you yeah. know, working. And so I was just peppering 
production folks like hey you know like, you know hey, like, hey, yeah hey, pretty hey, much yeah yeah, yeah, yeah hey yeah, hey so we're both at the water cooler oh, right now let's talk let's talk shop what's going on these are the yeah. things that I want to do what yeah. I want to be when I grow up you know mm-hmm. and so but I can help you great help your, help <laughs> yeah you me, help me yeah help me help you exactly so I um yeah so I would um. Talk to them, and then so I got, hey, hey this, you guys need any animators? If I have, if I have any animation tests, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they eventually, the, the, the production guy at the head at the time, he eventually, um, I guess, gave me a test. I don't know if I even tested, to be honest. I think I te- Oh, I did do tests. And they looked at him, and they're like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think they weren't sure which where to put me. Mm-hmm. And like, but then a spot opened up on Motor City mm. um, because one of the animators was moving to direct Super Jail. So they needed a, so the spot was open. So they kind of slid me in, which is perfect because yeah. I love that show and I love action. Mm-hmm. It's my jam. So, um, and this was like early on in Titmouse because they were still like, you know, I'm not going to say bare bones, but like, I think I was sitting in like a, uh, a dining room chair table at a, <laughs> but at a desk, and it was too short. So like it was, it was really uncomfortable working there. Um, but they, but then they moved to the up like Midtown, and so that's when I started like full blown on season one of Motor City. I think I came in in like episode six or seven or something like that. And so I think I did either. I think I was on the even team. So there was two teams, mm-hmm. and so I was on the even team. So that was fun. It was really good good project to work on that show is so beautiful yeah <laughs> and and it was like a whole new you know new world of like working on this kind of stuff so like i hadn't done like dailies before you know uh, yeah. but you know what dailies are no what, what is a daily uh <laughs> 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 well, i know what a daily is yeah yeah i know the folks at home yeah daily so like uh, you know I, we would do it on this show we would do it twice a week where we would put all our stuff in a, on a folder on that we were currently working on or finished and waiting for approval on mm-hmm. so we would put it in a folder and then we would, uh, because half the team was in New York, half the team was in L.A. So we would uh, go into a meeting and uh, be on Skype, and they would put our, you know, go through the folder, double-click the, you know, the file, it would pop up, and then we'd all, in both coasts, watch the animation and, you know, critique it, give notes, you know, and there was usually a producer in there typing stuff up, and then at the end of the meeting, they would, you know, email us what we had to fix or, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was approved or not, and so that's how they kind of kept track of stuff. But also, it was good because you could see everybody else's animation, some of them are amazing, and you're like, oh, crap, they're doing that. Oh, that's a cool way to do that, or a cool way to handle it. Let me mm-hmm. steal that file and, you know, study it and steal, you know, their their skills, basically, yeah, you know, yeah. so, and then, I'll, yeah, and then, you know, there's like a note, and you say, you know, so if there's a, a major note, or if it's, you know, a general note, so that something going forward, avoid this, or, or you know, going forward, do more of this, this is yeah. what we're, this is definitely what we're going for, so, okay. so it was kind of a, um, it was nerve-wracking the first time. Good lord, you know, just mm-hmm. you know, like help out. Everybody's stuff, like your stuff, just up there with everybody. Yeah, you know, like you, like, like, uh, you see, like you know, because you can see the file. You can see like um, and, you know, like the folder with all of the files in there, and you see like, okay, we're getting close to mine, you know, and so, um, and you've seen all the stuff that's come before, and you're like, oh god, they're good, and they've never seen anything that I've done. It's my first, you know, first time, and so you know, my stomach's basically in my throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it worked out, you know, and. Some of it got bruised, and you get notes, and you just move on and keep it moving. 
but it was um a really uh cool experience and so you know i grinded on that and that was i don't know how long that project was in for but from there moved on to turbo and that was also a cool project and that was for like a year and some change now was turbo was that um that was also on the east coast or did it like move over it was both i think i think i think it was east no actually there was some here and there was some east coast i think canada might have started to get involved in that one too because they opened up a canada studio so that might have been around the yeah. Turbo days. Because when I was in college, uh, my senior year, we visited. Oh, I organized uh for my class to take a tr- uh, trip or like a tour over to Titmouse. Which they, one? The uh, here or the the, the, L- the LA one? The LA one. Okay. And they were doing. We got to walk around and see the Turbo production stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we also saw like Moonbeam City, I guess, before it came out. Yeah. Moonbeam yeah. City. Yeah. 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 So that was happening. That, that was happening yeah. towards the end of. So that's why when you yeah. said Turbo was over there, I'm like, wait, did they do it in both? That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It Everybody was, collaborating. Yeah, it was back and forth. And then, yeah. but I think after the first season, they shipped a lot of it overseas, mm-hmm. the animation. Mm-hmm. So um, some animators got moved over to Moonbeam. Um, that I'm, show also looked really cool. Yeah, I think I missed the boat on that one, and I was working on... So I was in and out of Titmouse after Turbo. So mm-hmm. it was like commercials and then back at Titmouse and then commercials. And so, you know, I think I did like, um, there was like a, a show on, I don't know, it was TV Land. It was like Golden Girls, but it was like version two. But it had it had Betty White in it, but she was like, she was now the new old. Exactly, yeah, pretty much. And so right. now yeah, so then they did an animated episode of that. So I did I worked did some work on that. Mm. Um that was funny. Um but then I think while I was there, that's when Venture opened up. So Venture oh, okay. needed another sea timer and Kimson, who got me into Tip Mouse in the first place, mm. has been doing Venture Brothers since season one. Mm-hmm. And he he was now the lead, um, sea timer, mm. and so he's like, well, you know, you know how to animate, I can teach you how to do this, and so Come over here. yeah, pretty yeah. much. So he sat, you know, he sat me down and showed me stuff, and then he would go over it, and and so and then we got to the to once um Joey Joey Caps is mm. um he was on it, and so he moved out here to work on Breadwinners, and so. Uh, it was just me and Kimson, and um, basically they, they had us in this like small office, and it was the two of us just like hammering out like sheets. Um, it's crazy. We would do ten pages a day. Wow. Which that's that that's the, um, that's kind of it's, it's different. That's so like hundred and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, that show that show was a little different sheet timing wise. Like mm-hmm. um, and it was more challenging than the shows out here. The shows out here, I could probably bang out. I have banged out uh, <laughs> like twenty five pages in a yeah. day. This wow. is like after work too. Like I can just yeah. plow through them. But that show was a beast. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so that was a lot between the two of us. And it was either half hour shows. So most right. shows out here are 11 minutes. So, you know, I think yeah. it's a half hour. So, um, we and would get them. dialogue heavy too. Cause it's like, yeah, like adult prime times, like very like mm-hmm. dialogue stuff. Yeah. Very dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. But, 
and then sometimes there'd be a lot of characters and so when you do crowd shots you gotta say okay you know maybe these guys should stand still but then you've got to be like these guys over here ad lib drinking and mouth movements and maybe like this guy walks you know across the scene the entire time so you got to label them and say all right you know character g is gonna walk mm. and this, this is how many how many drawings per step and, and so like you gotta like plot it all out yeah, yeah. so much yeah i feel yeah. like you have to be like so i mean i guess it helps that you are an animator doing this but you have to be able to imagine how many frames this whatever action you're doing is gonna take and that's just like just a like i feel like that's truly because i freak out whenever i'm like trying to do it just animating myself i'm just like who how does how will this work and like to have to do it like in the just writing form yeah. it's like writing out numbers like all right yeah. i'm gonna write out one through ten yeah uh o-n-e-t-w i'm like what? yeah no oh what, what, we, what we would do um for like for basic stuff it you know like there's a fallback i think so for generally going like when i was in okko um like with the movements you know honestly like two or three in-betweens would get the job done Mm -hmm. um like when in doubt just do three you know and then um if the animation comes back a little slow then what they they usually do in post is they go they start you know going through every scene like they're, they're trying to trim time they go through every scene and say okay this motion looks a little slow let's punch it up so they just pull a frame out. Mm. And when they pull the frame out, then like then the animation has a little more punch to it. But you have that frame to take out. Mm. As versus you not having enough frames and like it's too punchy. Like we need to slow this down. You know, so sometimes it, so sometimes the air is yeah, is to have more than less. Mm. So um there's that. But and sometimes you try to imply timing. Like you'll say, Okay, there's three in betweens, but lean heavily on the ease. Mm. you know try to but that doesn't always come back that way sometimes they look at it and say whatever and just just draw it and keep it moving because they're doing you know they're they're animating so much that sometimes they don't think about that kind of stuff so sometimes it translates sometimes it doesn't but you know you get used to it i mean i get this and when it walks um you know i don't know i've animated so many of them but when but it's also like sometimes when that's what I meant to say. So when there's an action that you don't know the timing of, when you're looking at it and you're like, I don't know how many drawings this takes, mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll do screenshots of the two frames. I'll bring it into let's say flash and I'll just in between it really quickly. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to say a model or anything. I'm just, you know, how many drawings would it take to get from here to here? Mm-hmm. You know, and then like, oh, okay, that feels right. And then I just go back into the sheets and I say, you know, it took me three to when I animated it myself. So just give you, you know, three and, and move on. And hopefully that mm-hmm. comes back right. And usually does. So you've done so many cool things. <laughs> um, but and you mentioned that like you wanted to get into animation was because you wanted to like actually like you know do the animation work. And I know that nowadays because everything is mostly overseas and you do have the experience like boarding and you do out of sheet time. Out of those like particular like skill sets do you do you miss like animating more or do you like storyboarding aspect more since you know um, like the industry's like shifted a bit yeah that's that's interesting because like i when i was at tip mouse there were a ton of really good animators and like i and i wonder i think what drove me in the beginning what was the motivation was animation and like the animation jobs were you know were the feature film stuff yeah. you know one of the schools so like to be had to be that good you had to be feature good so it was you know and 
I think when it comes to animation, my superpower is like motion and just mm. like particularly humans, like bodies mm. stuff. So like I, because I'm so physically active doing martial arts and dancing and sports and all that stuff that I, and I'm really into music too and playing it. So like rhythm and just understanding like uh, how the body transfers motion where the weights transfer. And so like that was, I can understand that. I can see that and I could, I could replicate it. Um, it was just getting my draftsman skills up, you know, and then, then like also the craft of animation, figuring that out. But it was just so that was the driving force. So that was what I was really, you know, striving for. And then, you know, Disney shuts down the traditional animation movie stuff. So I was like, all right, now what? I'm just going to keep doing it. And um, because that's all I had really thought about doing. We didn't really have a lot of storyboarding classes, you right. know, um, so it wasn't. It didn't seem like a career goal or option for me at the time because I was still hung up on just still making things move. Um, I got the tip mouse and I'm doing the stuff and stuff is fun, but um, it was becoming a little more sporadic. It wasn't yeah. that steady. Um, at this point, um, my current wife, we were dating and so we were living together and, you know, it's like, you know, how do we keep, you know, pay rent and, you know, keep the lights on. So we're thinking about, I'm thinking about stability and big picture stuff. And then also, um, there's people at the studio. There's one dude, Jacob Aspa. He was, um, he still is amazing. He was like, you know, like you, you work with these people and you're like, I'm never going to be that good. <laughs> like, you know, no matter how much I grind, he's, he's so good. So it was, it became less about, I don't know. Like, so, so then also my dad said, you know, another thing he, like, where are all the old people at in your industry? You know? And mm. I was looking around at, at the studio and I was becoming the old guy. At, I mean, I wasn't, I may have been 30, maybe. You know, and I was still like one of the older guys at the studio. So yeah. I was like, okay. So, and then I'm thinking, older. most of them are in California and most of them are doing a different position. They're not animating, mm-hmm. you know, and then so there's storyboarding. Um, and storyboarding has a higher ceiling, you know, with, right. with, with animation, traditional animation, there's a bunch of animators and then there's like two leads. Right. And, you know, and so like, well, those guys don't quit or move on to something else, then they they're don't, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're like there's not, not really, yeah. there's no upward movement. Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. And so, um, but with storyboards, you know, there's, there's revisionist, that's entry level, right? And then there's storyboards and then there's storyboard supervisors mm-hmm. and then there's directors and then there's just, you know, then usually when they create shows, they usually go to those guys first because they know how to tell stories, you know, right. visually, you know, they have that, that style. So, you know, um, I was like, oh, okay, I'm thinking big picture. Maybe I should start looking into storyboarding. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that um, one of the um, head directors at Titmouse, uh, Juno, was on the East. He's, he's, local, he's based out here in L.A., but he was in New York to help out with Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers was a little behind schedule, so he had some free time. So he was offered some storyboard lessons to anybody at the studio who wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh... Wow. And at this point, I had already... You're like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, it's, and I forget about this, too. Like, I had also kind of started storyboarding because I, having worked on Motor City, I wanted to do the action stuff. Like, I really wanted to be one of the action guys, yeah. you know. And um, they already had their action guys. So I had to kind of... I wanted to create something on my own to kind of say I can do action, too. And that has kind of worked along in my career. Was if I saw a position that I wanted, I would do something on my own. 
and then put that in my reel because they usually they respond to stuff that they've seen you know like like well we see that you've done these things this is what you we're going to hire you for i'm like but i want to do this thing but we haven't seen it so yeah yeah. so and i had done some stuff for fun animation wise and that stuff had gotten me jobs and they were like well we saw this dancing thing you did in your in your in your reel can you do that over here on this thing project Mm -hmm. so i was like okay well let me do some action stuff um and then when i wanted to do a fight scene I was like, I need a story, you know, just a fight by itself means nothing. So right. I started storyboarding a fight and it would crap, you know, it was just really flat. They were boring. And I showed it to a couple of born artists at CTN, um, like one of the, I think it was second CTN. I don't know what year oh, it was. Wow. Yeah. And so he was like, he just ripped it apart. He was like, you got to put the camera here, change this up. You know, it's too flat here. The staging is, so I was like, oh, you know, yeah. so like, yeah. so like I'm, you know, and I'm learning how to tell a story. What does that mean to tell a story? What is it, what is involved? What are the elements that are needed? And, and so this idea is just, just changing and evolving. And so I had created this whole thing. And, and so like the student comes along and he offers classes. So I'm taking classes and I'm showing him what I've got. And so, um, they kind of sparked it for me a little bit. And so that was something that I started to work on. And it was a five-year process before I got my first revisionist gig. Um, mm. But it was, you know, five years from me saying, you know, let me try to tell a story to getting my first job doing it. So it was like a learning process. And yeah. and like and as, an, as an animator, um, I understand movement and motion, and that helps with storyboards. But, also, but I didn't have any compositional skills like I couldn't compose a frame everything was very flat you know you know that horizon line was dead smack in the middle you know everything was like (laughs) one perspective you know it was like so I had to you know learn how to what's an interesting composition and how to like frame things and upshots and downshots when to use them when to cut when to you know and that that stuff takes time and repetition and um so um when I decided to move out to LA after season six of Venture Brothers, um, you know, I just said, I'm going to move. I don't, I'm not going to have a job, whatever. We'll figure it out when we get here. Just going to do it. Right. I just kept, I just kept telling everybody we're moving next year. We're moving next year. We're moving next year. I just told everybody that just kept saying it spoken into existence kind of thing. And, um, we, uh, so the, I think we're about a month away. Right. And I had already been out to California twice in that year just Mm -hmm. to see what, you know, Hey, I'm coming. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, 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 make 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 room, you know, let everybody know I'm coming out here. So, um, and then uh, on I think probably, <laughs> God, it was two three weeks right before we moved. We still hadn't found a place, right? And so before I moved, um, I'm at work, um, and one of the owners of Tip Mouse comes by and says, "Hey, I hear you moving to L.A." I was like, "Yep." And he was like, "Well, we might have some work for you." Just Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> and so, you know, so, uh, you know, so I had to send him my email, an email of like my dates, but um, mm. still didn't have an apartment, so we had to fly, I had to fly back out here and had a week to find an apartment. And you, you guys have moved here. It's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a to do trying to find a place, right? Sometimes yeah. it's in that crunch period where you find the best thing. Truly. It is. It's yeah. exactly it's always yeah. in that crunch period. You know, yeah. I, when I was moving out here, I came out for a week and I was apartment hunting, apartment hunting, apartment hunting. Mm-hmm. And literally, like the last day yep. I was here, I yep. found my apartment. Yep, that's exactly how it worked for us, too. And like, I, yeah. and like, and the stuff goes so quickly. And like, I'm, the week before, I'm finding all these places. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm, I have to call them up and say, hey, I'm coming out in a week. Can I check this place out? And I'm like, it might not be here in a week. 
So just hit us up when you get here. And sure enough, none of them were there. Yeah. And then like the places, the other places that were there were like, this, this isn't, I don't want to live here. Yeah. You know, we have one car, you know, my wife's going to be at home by herself. So we wanted to find a place that was, you know, where stuff was accessible mm-hmm. on foot. And yeah. um, especially coming from New York too. But so, mm-hmm. you know, we. That super high walk score. Yeah, 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 yeah super high. Everything, everything, yeah, has, yeah, everything yeah. is 100, right? Everything is 100%. <laughs> walk yeah. score New York. God, yeah. So we, um, so they had the first three days, I exhausted all of my options, right? And it was like one place. I was like, okay, well, since this is, I was, you know, I think it was like a Tuesday, and um, I saw these places and I put in an application, and I was like, let me check out these some other places, you know, the next day. Like, I had two more places to check. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'll go check these places out, and then I'll be back by like noon to go, like, close the deal if these places suck. Mm-hmm. Um, they did suck. <laughs> so uh, I I went back to that place. It might have been like eleven thirty in the morning, and uh, some woman had come in and bought the place cash, put no! down a down payment. Like I was like, dang. Was like what? Dang. Hey, no, the, legit. The, the the rent and like buying like market out here is so aggressive. It's so crazy. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. So like she came in with a check. Or not even say it was like it was cash. I think she came in with like cash and and it's like okay, well five thousand dollars. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, well, all right. Well, just said yes, and then so like I got the empty. It was like, I'm sorry, man. We really wanted you, but you know, cash. <laughs> so so like and it's I don't remember where it was exactly to be honest. Um, but you know, so me and my buddy are are riding. She's like, well, because you know, in L.A. they do a lot of um. You know, they post signs out in front of the apartment complexes with like you know stuff is available. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like just call the number and come check it out. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the regular just. Glenn West. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the name of the, the yeah, like, yeah, all right, here's yeah, the sign with yeah. the number. It's like that looks super sketchy, but I needed a sure. Why yeah, not? yeah. So we did a bunch of that, and then on our way to Burbank, I'm looking on Craigslist, and like literally the first, the newest post is for an apartment. And I'm like, all right, let's go check. I called her. She's like, well, I'll be there in 30 minutes. She's like, all right, come on by. And checked out the place. And I was like, eh, it's all right. It's cool. You know, and I don't I have no other options right now. And I'm leaving in, you know, three days. Yeah. So um, she's like, well, actually, you know, I like, you know, maybe she's like the cut of my jib, you know, the two of us. <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know, I'm well-dressed and I speak the King's English. So she's like, you know, I have this other place. Um. Like I got this other thing in the back. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, it's like you know, and she's like you know, hardwood floors, you know, fireplace, really quiet neighborhood. I'm like, tell me more, you know. (laughs) And um, and it's like only because that that place that I that we were at, you know, it had uh, God, it had maybe like fifty or sixty or seventy units. It was like a lot of places, and you know, and so it was, and it was, it wasn't the nicest, and so um, yeah, I kind of hate a heavy unit number. Uh, complex. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just That's like where it I just moved from. Yeah, you moved from. That. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't particularly like kept up well, you know. Mm. And so, um, so she's like, well, this place only has like eleven units, and you get two parking spots, and Ooh. it's by a neighborhood hardwood floors. So, but he said the problem is that the person who was living there before got evicted, so their stuff is still everywhere. And I was like, all right, I don't care. Just go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lady, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can picture the stuff like not being here, sure. And so went to check it out. I was like, yeah, this is perfect. So nice. Um, pretty much, yeah. And so I just applied and got it. And like, 
oh god and I, you know the whole time my wife isn't with me she's at, she's on the east coast at work yeah. you know and so like i'm texting her like look at this what are you thinking? Oh, she's man. in a meeting, and so, like, her phone is just, like, vibrating on the oh, table, like, you know, as I'm sending her all this stuff. And yeah. um, so, you know, she's just like, just, just whatever, just pick a place that I trust you. And so, yeah, it just totally worked out. Um, That's love right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it made it work, and, like, literally like, at the last minute. So last minute apartment, last minute job, and then, you know, I had to then hire the movers. We had the movers lined up. We just didn't have a place to send it. So now we have an address. So now here to take it over here. Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, it was it was nuts. It was a whirlwind thing yeah. to get out here. But yeah, I can't even that's imagine, awesome, like, though. three days before you even, like, I mean, if you didn't find something, would you still move? Where would you Yeah, we would do. I mean, I, I mean, there... I would have kept driving around, basically. I would have kept driving around until I found a place. Because I was still... It just so happened that, like, okay, this is it. This is the one we want. I still had two days, but it would have been, like, it would have been rough. It's always in that last crunch moment. It's always in that last bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Um, but I got out here, started Titmouse. Immediately, I started working on Turbo again. So Turbo... They were wrapping up Turbo. They had brought animation back into the studio. Um, And so we were finishing up that. Mm -hmm. And then um, I moved over to Son of Zorn. The okay. pilot, Ooh, yeah. that. but the whole time I'm making friends and meeting folks in the LA side of it, and I'm still trying to be a storyboard artist. So I'm like I've been, you know, I'm, I'm taking tests at random studios, but you know, when you take tests, they don't always get back to you unless you mm-hmm. know that you failed, right. you know, yeah. and then so like or why you failed, <laughs> and so like yeah, I'll, I'll just get the failed. Yeah, 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 exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, like just yeah, it can't be harsh. It can't be harsh. But at this point, I just want to know why or how to get better. Yeah, what I need to work no, on, totally, you know? Like, mm-hmm. tell me, tell me what to do. Yeah, you I know? feel like uh, I guess it depends on the studio too. Like sometimes they get back to you. Which yeah, is, like, I, I got feedback it. on a test once out of the like mm. six that I've taken since mm-hmm. I've been out here. I know like six isn't a lot, but I feel very happy that I got them. Because <laughs> um, yeah. cool. I've been out here for about three years. I mean, I have a job in the industry now it's just that like i want to board eventually but yeah. I, but yeah it was what was it i think it's a test for i think tom and jerry Ooh. and like they gave me feedback but then this other place is like yeah we wanted somebody more senior and i'm like cool how do i make it better and they're like <laughs> break it be senior you know and and every Every show is, um, I mean, I, I get it because, you know, they get so many applicants, you know, totally, and yeah. so it's just, it's kind of hard to get back to everybody with a critique, mm-hmm. um, but, um, yeah, it still sucks because if you're, if, you're, if you're grinding, trying to trying to break into it, you know, and you just mm-hmm. want to know, what do I need to get over that hump? And sometimes it's hard to describe, and um, so, yeah, so that frustration was annoying, and so, but I'm in-house at Tim House, and now, you know, I've and speaking everything into existence, right? I want to do traditional animation. I would tell everybody that, you know, and so they know when they're out there and they hear something, oh, t- I know a guy who wants to do 2D and he's pretty good. And, yeah. and as I've been working on my own stuff the whole time, so I got stuff to show. And so same thing with um, with, with moving, you know, moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah. And then so like, oh, you're, you're moving. No, you're mm-hmm. here. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you're moving here. We got a job for you because we hear you're moving because somebody somewhere told us you're moving. So. Right. Um, and then now with, with the, the, I'm in a new space and a man, man, I'm like, Hey, I want to do boards. Hey, I want to do boards. This I'm doing, I want to, mm-hmm. whenever you do the testing, I'm going to do boards. Mm-hmm. So I got, I talked to one of the, uh, executive producers at Tim Allison. I was like, Hey, you know, oh, just our regular producer. And I was like, Hey, I'm looking for board work. So if you hear anything, it's like, Oh, actually just reach out to the executive producer and he'll, you know, he knows what the whole studio is doing. So if they ever need storyboard artists, we know that. 
you're interested. And so I did, and he told me they were testing for two shows. One was, I forget the other one, but one was Nico. Oh, yeah. Sort of, sort of light. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. And I actually had lunch with the director, not even knowing that that's who he was. Oh, and, oh cool. Um, and you're like, man, I wish I hadn't talked about that story where I farted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably, knowing him, he would, that would have been a great story. For him. He, he would've, he would've, that that would have been the thing that he remembered. You know? And, um, and so I had had several conversations with him and been hanging out in his space because he was in a particular room mm-hmm. with a bunch of other artists. And so like, I would always be in there. So, um, you know, when I took the test, you know, I went to, I went to him specifically like, Hey, I don't, you know, if I get the gig or not, just give me some feedback, you know, whenever mm-hmm. you have time, just tell me what I need to work on so that I know, you know, cause I, I now I have the ear of like one of the directors as opposed to it just being some yeah. disembodied person on, on the other end of an email and waiting for them to respond, I knew where he sat, like, yeah. every day. So, like, hey, let me, you know, whatever, just let me know what I need to work on. So, mm-hmm. he actually told me that my, my, had solid foundation, you know, but the show itself is really heavy. So, he felt more comfortable putting me in a revision uh, position as opposed to actually boarding on it, which is perfect, because he was right. That, that, that show was ridiculous. You learn so much, too, yeah. as a revisionist, because that's, like, where most people honestly should start instead of jumping into boards. I mean, you you you, you can't jump on the boards if you feel like it, but mm-hmm. uh, revisionists, you definitely learn a lot and like what to do, what not to do, how to fix things, and it makes you stronger. Yeah, and there is definitely a different muscle um, doing storyboards coming from, you know, I'm coming from animation, so as an animator, I'm given a scene, and my whole job is to make the scene come alive, right? Got to make these characters move and walk and talk and believable, right? And but I don't have to draw. Occasionally we would draw ground planes, but honestly we wouldn't. Um, and I wouldn't have to draw any backgrounds. Wouldn't have to be responsible for any of that kind of stuff, right? And so with storyboards, you got to do. You got to draw everything, and so you got to you got to create this scene from scratch. And so like you know they're like, hey, we want to make this horizon lower, so lower the horizon and uh put the vanishing point over here and you know rebuild the whole scene basically yeah. and so that that kind of stuff i had never done before um and so um that was good and it was an action show and it was pretty dynamic stuff so like working on that um first season was great and also being in the space with all the storyboard artists too so you can kind of see what they're all doing. And, you know, if I'm having issues like drawing something, I can be like, hey, how do you, how did you draw these things here? You know, what was, and so they would come like, this is my general, you know, how I approach that kind of stuff. And it was like really educational. And because it was such a grueling show and schedule, the, you know, it became like a fraternity, you know, like we were all kind of gone to battle together. You know, like there were certain, certain days where we would just all, we had like a snack table in the middle of the room. And we would all contribute snacks and, um, you know, probably like four, four thirty, like we would all just turn around and just, you know, just kind of sit back and yeah. <laughs> take stock of everything. Like we need to decompress <laughs> for a moment, you know, we would, you know, we'd be eating Not snacks. Like yeah. And we would be eating and talking and eating, talking, joking. And then, you know, we get nice. back to it and finish the day. So, yeah. It's mm-hmm. really cool. So, um, so after that moved over to, I got my first boarding gig after that. Um, which is on Little Big Awesome, and um, so that was a comedy series, eleven minutes, and two board artists per episode, scripted, mm-hmm. and it was funny, and um, it wasn't as crazy as Nico schedule-wise too. So you know, mm-hmm. it was able to kind of, it was a little more loose. And comedy series are are not as demanding, mm-hmm. um, you know, on 
the board artist I find personally. So um, it was a really good jumping off point. It was a lot of really talented, a lot of Rick and Morty mm-hmm. guys were on that show, oh, cool. and so a lot of talented, funny people. Um, so that was a really cool gig. And from there, I moved back to Nico for season two, but as a board artist. And and Sunjin, the director, because he knew I liked action stuff, um, he was like, "All right, you, you got all the action." So he happily gave me. You were like, the, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, 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 he happily gave me the action scene. I think in every episode except the because I did five, mm. and he gave me the action scenes in four of them, mm. and um, it was nuts. It, it, <laughs> it was fun, but you it was like, yeah, there. yeah, dude. It's like you know, you get tunnel vision and you, um, you don't realize how good you're getting because you're too busy just trying to get stuff done, mm-hmm. you know. And and so, oh god, you know, I think we had, man, how long do we have to do stuff? We had a week to thumb, eight pages, and then three weeks to clean it up, and it was action. So it was like, you know, it's a lot of paragraphs, not a lot of talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, it was it was fun for sure, especially looking back. You know, I was like, oh, man, I, did, I can't believe I did that. How did I how did I get through that mess? You know, <laughs> mm. also same thing, you know, like halfway through the day, we would all just turn around and just you know, eat yeah. snacks. <laughs> and then take yeah, a deep breath. Yeah, take like, a deep mm. breath and just yeah, get back to it, man. It was amazing. Um, but sure, like that, I learned a lot just, just doing it, you know? Um, but like I said, you don't realize how good you're getting until it's all over and you sit back and you, you, you know, you take a a week off from drawing anything and then you're like, oh, I learned a lot. You know, when you sit down and send us something else, you're like, oh, I can do this. I think that's a good message for a lot of our, um, listeners who may or may, who may not have that industry job just yet that are seeking, um, whether it's boards, character design, or whatever, because it takes time to hone in on those skills. Even if you might be doing, like, illustration or something, you want to do another aspect of it in the animation production process. Like, it, it takes time, and I think that what you shared with us is very um, encouraging for people, because it, it lets people know that, like, hey, I may not get that... I don't know, like, I'm a, I'm a... I don't know, I'm a PA and I may not get that board job right away. It might take one, two, three, five, five years. Uh, but as long as you stick it out and like keep trying, for like, sure. yeah. it will happen. Like don't give up. Yeah, for sure. Like there's I have folders I was going through, you know, getting rid of cleaning out my hard drive and I have folders of tests and I almost forgot that I had even taken. Um so many failed tests. And mm-hmm. um it is absolutely no substitute for time. Mm-hmm. Like I mean time spent dead you know, on this craft, like I mean, like I said, I came in and, you know, Danny and Ian were, they they'd figured out they wanted to do this when they were eight or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even before that. And so they'd yeah. been honing their craft and they came into college, like, you know, so far ahead. I'm like, Jesus. And so I, you know, I would spend all my time, like, you know, just constantly drawing and constantly animating, you know, I would be in the lab all the time. I worked at the lab. I, um... So like, and then when I got out, you know, I'm working a job, but I'm not doing exactly what I want to be doing. So I'm, I was constantly animating stuff. I was, you know, you know, I would do it for fun. You know, I would be at my desk and, uh, you know, if I'm at home and I'm taking some downtime, I'm like, oh, I have an idea. Let me just do it and just bang it out and put it on the reel. And it got me work. And 
And when I said I wanted to switch over to storyboarding, I was like, I'm going to just do it on my own. I'm animating all day. I'm doing sheet timing all day, but I'm still trying to do this storyboarding thing. So I'm constantly doing it. And when I'm and I'm constantly showing people too. So like I know that I'm only as good as I am at the, in this moment. But I I'm I'm working and I'm around people who do it professionally for a living. They this is all they do, you know. And so I can show them where I'm at, and they can say, okay, this is good you're in a different you're you're here i see what, what you're trying to accomplish but do more of this less of this and so then i'm still working i take that and i go back home and i keep it, apply what they talk about it to what i'm working on and it just you know it just keeps going keeps evolving you know so it's um even now you know so whenever i'm now i'm working on a film and so now it's a whole new challenge of, I mean, I've done films in school, but now having been a professional for so many years. Not indie film, right? Yeah, an indie okay, film. Yeah, 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 I'm doing yeah, an indie yeah. film. Yeah, and so it's, you know, I'm constantly showing people and talking about it, talking about the process. You know, I'm talking to producers. I'm talking to, like, for scheduling and how long things take. And, you know, somebody who, people who've also done indie films, you know, how do they approach it? How do, you know, film festivals, how, do, how they've handled, you know, the applications, have they, you know, discover that you know some are this way some are that way you know what are some are looking for what are some other ones looking for you know just you know it's constantly as i'm trying to evolve as an artist and trying these new avenues i'm constantly reaching out to folks who are already there or have already done it or are better at it than i am to kind of get feedback and um guidance on it so um i totally recommend doing that you know mm. for any artist that's trying to achieve something just you know there's a lot if you're in the space and there's a lot of, you know, now with the digital world, you can reach out to all these people too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, access just yeah. to like have that network of people, whether you're here in LA or like in New York or in Texas, Canada, like you can collaborate with so many people all over the place. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, now I, all the stuff is at your fingertips to access and, you know, and to get some critiques and study and learn and yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh man, I I was I, I was actually about to ask. Um, I was thinking about. Um, I don't know. I feel like the questions I have are like more end of the line questions. Do you have any questions, oh, Bree? Not really. I feel like we're approaching that time. Okay. Yeah. 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 So okay. So let's see. Just to like kind of like wrap up your like animation journey. Uh, you got into boards, uh, Nico. I think you like uh, yeah. Nico. Mm -hmm. uh, so, from Nico to now, what have you been doing? Chilling. Chilling, yeah, right? <laughs> yes, chilling. Um, gosh, all right. So, Nico, and then, God, did I work on anything between? I did a lot of she timing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So working and living in New York and just also my general uh, feeling of coming in behind the curve, um, it's just like I just developed this, this grind work ethic. And so, um, you know, like you said, I'm doing multiple jobs. And so like that helps me stay employed, it keeps the checks coming in, keeps the lights on, yeah. all that good jazz. So I yeah. didn't lose it when I got here. Um, and But there's so much more work here. Right. So, um, so I'm used choices. to Right. But it's like, so I, and I don't know how to say no. Because I don't, because I'm used to, because I'm used to, because I'm used to not knowing when the next job is coming. So you just right. take all the jobs, and then so you have a you stockpile money so that if there's a dry spell, you've got 
you know, like I'm like a chipmunk with cash. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, it's like so. Um, with here though, there's so much there's so much work and so many opportunities, and you make more money, and it's like I I don't need to say yes to everything, but mm-hmm. I still I have the habit of saying yes to everything. So um, while I was doing revisions on Nico, I think I um, I was working on sheets, um, sheet timing. So Kimson moved moved out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my mentor, she, Kimson, is was now working on OKKO, which is Ian, who my classmate, his show, and so full circle, full circle yeah. right? And so they needed chief timer, and so it, I became one of his his guys. So so Ian, like, oh, I remember you from school. No, I mean, me, no, no, but I, yes. But we all we never we never we never lost touch. We, yeah, 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 we never lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we 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 we've never we've always been in touch. Like he's just one of my boys. We hang out all all the time. Well, now not as much, and we're in college. But now, um, but yes, I can call him up and we can go have a drink. Immediately. So yeah, so no, but it was cool. So if I wanted to do boards, but he was like, I need a sheet timer, and but I didn't have the um experience to run the show, but Kimson did. And Kimson came out to run it, and then so I became one of the freelancers on it. So, mm. um, so I was knocking out 250 feet a week. That doesn't mean anything to you guys. I mean, is uh, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It's, because it's, I know some it's people. Frames in a feet, or yeah. Because yeah. you used uh, to measure like the amount of animation in feet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's five feet a page. Oh, okay. 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 So, okay. Uh, so it's like 50 pages. Yes. Nap. Oh my God. Yeah. So 50 pages. Jeez. 50 pages. <laughs> what? Wait, what? I don't get the reference. Uh, uh, that's just my um. Whoa. Oh, oh, Christmas, yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Raymond's <laughs> just dumb. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's no, um a quarter of an episode. For <laughs> 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 Yes. Yes. So that's a quarter of an episode. Two hundred and fifty feet is a quarter of an episode. And sometimes I would either do a quarter or a half. Mm. Um, and then, um, so I did that steadily. And then I was also, God, I did a bunch of little side gigs. But I also worked on a short documentary. Um, so I had a meeting with a, a guy, um, Luther Clement, 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 Clement. I'm mispronouncing his last name. I know it. I haven't had to use it in a while. I don't think. No, I don't think so. No. So um, and um, so we uh, before we before I moved out to LA, he was telling me that he wanted to do some animation for a documentary that he was working on, and I was like, all right, uh, this is how much it's going to cost because he had no frame of reference for that kind of right. stuff. So like, you know, okay, well, if you want Disney animation, is going to cost you this much in this amount of time. If you want some basic like south park animation is going to cost you this much and you know you know just extrapolate somewhere in between you know um you know if you want color it's going to cost you more than black and white it's a little easier you know that kind of stuff so he told me he wanted like 20 minutes of animation i'm like yeah so i gave him a number i think it was a lot and it was i still feel like i was lowballing it but he was like all right i'm gonna try to raise the money for it and uh, he didn't but um so i didn't hear back from him so i was like all right I guess that's not happening, which, mm-hmm. you know, it happens a lot when people want yeah. animation until they find out how much animation costs and then, right. then they don't want it anymore. Yeah. So, but uh, apparently Luther had gone, you know, I hadn't heard from him in a while and uh, he went to grad school in mm-hmm. Chicago and well, I don't know. 
<laughs> I should know. And he's told me before, but I just don't remember actually. <laughs> but he was in film school. But so, so also Luther, you know, he's made films. You know, I'm not sure exactly if that was his full time job, but he had made a lot of. He shot a lot of stuff, and some done really cool stuff too. So, um, so he's a fencer. He he grew up fencing, and so he wanted to do a documentary about an Olympic fencer, an Olympic oh. fencing company. So the Peter Westbrook Foundation. Um, is a black-owned fencing company mm. uh, found an academy uh, company, yes, in New York. And so um, Peter Westbrook won a bronze medal in, I think, the 84 Olympics. Um, don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, that was like the, the highest medal they had ever, the U.S. had gotten in saber fencing, I think, mm. at the time. And so then he opened a foundation and was trying to, you know, bring up a new generation of, you know, uh, black fencers and you know he works for everybody but particularly black um, yeah. so Luther who's not black um, you know grew up in that in that world and you know grew up with a lot of these fencers so he wanted to tell that story of mm-hmm. Peter and then like then there was a whole generation that won silver medals in um, the Beijing Olympics and they had a really cool story he wanted to tell that and then there's a, there's a new generation so I'm like okay sounds like a really cool idea um, and so you know fast forward he's in Chicago uh, in school, and he um, pitched the idea as a short form, just picking one of the fencers and telling that story. He pitched it to Tribeca Film Festival, mm-hmm. uh, the college, I think it's like a college or, or film school like application, you know, like uh, like category. Yeah. And um, ESPN has partnered with um, Tribeca too to tell like sports stories, mm-hmm. and they greenlit it and they gave him a grant like 20k then he just so he hits me up right he's like hey we got money let's do it you know i'm like oh crap we're gonna we're doing some animation (laughs) meanwhile i'm like in the middle of nico and i'm doing c timing for Mm okko i still think there was another gig i was doing that i'm forgetting about so because i'm pretty sure i had four jobs when at one point so i yeah (laughs) yeah you just keep saying yeah so i'm like yeah so i'm juggling all of this stuff right Mm -hmm. and so he says he wants to do it, and you know, documentary, documentary world filmmaking is a lot different from animation. Animation, you know, you measure a gajillion times and cut once, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they do this, they, they, storyboards are tight and locked before they start animation because they don't want any extra work, you know, because animation takes so long to do that, you know, you don't want to overdo it, um, do more than you need mm-hmm. because it's that's money. So, but with film, they just shoot, 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 and then cut it together. You know, maybe there is a blueprint to an extent, but sometimes there's these happy accidents. And sometimes they say, you know what, maybe we don't need that. The editor does a lot of work putting this stuff, to, you know, telling the story. And documentaries are kind of the same thing. You go in with this idea of the story you want to tell, but then during the interview, you know, you know, you, you come across these little nuggets. And you're like, oh, no, like this is this is way more interesting. Like, how do we incorporate this? How do we wrap a story around this? And so... um it's very organic. It's very um, fluid. So that's very, that's like the polar opposite of animation. So, you know, I'm like, oh, what do you need animation-wise? Well, I think we need some of this, maybe some of this. I'm like, no, maybe. It's like, tell me what you like. What yeah. you need to animate it. And so we would do, um, you know, like he would say, okay, these beats I want animated. Like, oh, look, I will do storyboards. And like, I'll do some really like fleshed out beat board style, style-wise. You know, we, have, we went back and forth with style figure that out. Now we're doing beat boards and you would plug them in and like just slide that stuff around until, you know, you've locked in on how you want to tell that story, you know? Mm-hmm. And then once he was okay with that stuff and you think he had kind of honed in on the length of it and how he wanted it to flow, 
then I went through and I started animating, drawing stuff out and animating it. And then, um, so like it was one of four jobs. I kind of just, you know, I got it done, knocked it out, banged it out, got it out of there. Um, then three months later, he tells me he got into Sundance. I'm like, Oh wow. Oh (laughs) snap. (laughs) <laughs> like <Dang. laughs> so now so cool. we gotta go yeah now yeah. we go now we i went to sundance and it was cool it's, yeah. it's just you know like and as me i'm just thinking oh this was some animation i did you know and, and it, it fit and it worked well and it came together really nicely and but i'm just thinking you know i can see mistakes you know like oh i would have done this a little differently right. or i wish i had had more time to kind of flesh this stuff out but um it, it had a great response at sundance and i was like wow this is this is surreal. This is kind of cool. <laughs> I'd also never been in a space with my work on screen and like in a theater space particularly mm. and like seeing people respond to it. Um, and it kind of stood out because it was, um, you know, most of it's live action. Then it's like yeah. the animated stuff. And I was like, oh, so like, you know, and then people would, you know, walk up and ask me questions afterwards. And so I was like, oh, that's, that was fun and interesting. And so that kind of got me on the bug of like film festivals and, you know, the yeah. potential of all that stuff. I met some really cool people at Sundance too, um, that have were filmmakers and animators and so that was that was really, you know, cool. And then the film kept getting more buzz. And yeah. so it got picked up by so at Sundance it got picked up by PBS and New York Time Opdocs. And so went to a party for the, with that. And um they had two films that they had purchased at Sundance and so they introduced the other film, then they introduced us and it was only three of us, so the two directors, uh, Shuhan and Luther, and then me. And once they found out I was an animator, like, like all the eyes like got big, and they were like, "Oh snap!" And so like afterwards, they come rushing up to me, like a couple people came rushing up to me, like, "Hey, I'm doing a documentary about this. Hey, I'm doing a documentary Ooh, about this. You want some animation?" Snap. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, cool. Oh, okay, you all the animators. Yeah, just here's my card. Send yeah. me whenever you're ready. Let me know. We can talk about prices and stuff." Yeah. But uh, so, but because of New York Op Docs, they put it in their their catalog so they they do festivals all across the country mm. so that film was being shown everywhere you know it was all over the place and so it was like and apparently i won an award for best animated short somewhere that i, oh, I have wow. a plaque that i'm that luther has mm. with my name i'm like this is insane so then um mm. we went to a festival in san francisco oh so no the the op docs wanted to put it in front of the academy so they thought it had potential what? Right, oh. and then so they she recommended a because they have like academy um, uh, agents, I guess, or publicity people. Yeah. So they like they will like promote your film. They put you in, they get you interviews here and there, just to kind of like to get you ex- the exposure you need to get you in consideration. So um, the they recommended a woman. She saw the film and said she'd do it for free. <laughs> Because he liked it that much. And now she's like, well, if, and if you get nominated, um, I just want a ticket for me. And my daughter was like, oh, cool. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. Um, so there was a got a lot of publicity. And so we did, there was three festivals, one in L.A., one in San Fran, and one in New York. And so I went to the L.A. and the San Fran one. And that was a cool space to be in and talk to more people about that. And they all, you know, they liked the film. And it was I'm like, wow, this is getting a lot of buzz. This is insane. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of like couple of weeks maybe a month and we I find out that we got shortlisted for the oscars i'm like yeah yeah that's so cool yeah. so that was that was random and so like we you know we, we made the top 10 and i think the top five made it to the oscars so we didn't make the 
top five. That's still five. really cool, though, to get but, shortlisted. Yeah, so that was that was kind of nuts. I, that was not expected. That was... That's um, so cool. <laughs> yeah, very, very, um, very random. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's interesting. Cause it's like, you, you never know what'll happen when you're, like, opening yourself up to the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, that, that's... Yes, that and also... Uh, put your best foot forward when you when you yeah, do get a project because yeah. you know yeah so because you never know what what's gonna happen with it you know totally, yeah. and mm-hmm. sometimes you link up with people that are actually say they want animation and they're willing to pay for it and they're gonna do something with it yeah. you know and so that's yeah it was kind of cool around to those people that like you know respect the craft and really want like a wonderful product and yeah respect mm-hmm. the animator themselves yeah yeah. So, so that was one of the projects I worked on. Yeah. Uh, um, I think um, it was on at Nick. I've been boarding at Nick. Are we allowed to talk about the show? Is that, is I, we can say the title of the show. Oh, okay. Uh, Santiago of the Seas. Yeah, we Santiago of the Seas. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. been announced. Yeah. Probably like nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know if the new show that I'm on has been announced. I think it is. I don't think it is. No, okay. You're currently at Nick's story party, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. currently storyboarding on another project there. But I've also done sheet timing for the last season of uh, Steven Universe. I was doing sheets for um, that new Thundercats show. Ooh. Yeah, I did. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's really like bubbly, you know. Yeah. The boards on that were nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Polgar, Jeremy Polgar was the one of the directors. Oh, cool. And so he was the supervising storyboard guy on OKKO when he moved to Thundercats. He Mouse, right? Or yeah, starting okay. at Mouse too. He was one of the action guys. So I've been following, yeah. I've been following him around, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, reaching, yeah, trying to trying to be on Polgar status, man. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's really, really good. And so, um, but these, you know, they he knew they needed sheet timers and so uh, he recommended me. I came in and did, did like two or three episodes. But at the time, I was doing so much I was doing multiple shows. That's probably what I was doing. I was doing multiple mm. shows because I was doing Victor Valentino as well. Right. Okay. Um, so I was like, I was had a lot. So um, yeah. what else have really I done? That's really fun though to get exposed to so many, so many things. But I would imagine that um, there's a lot of uh, self care that's needed when you spread yourself. I wouldn't say you. Well, I don't. You're maybe it's not like a lot to you, but I would say like when you spread yourself across so many projects so you don't get burnt out, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like self-care that I'm sure that you did for yourself in order to make sure like, okay, I'm doing these things, but I, but I won't like, you know, die over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. And that's the thing. So like sheet timing, I've gotten, I've gotten good at it so that I can certain shows particularly and the, the, the particular team that I've worked with, um, they, uh, it's set up pretty user-friendly. And mm-hmm. so we're able to, um, I can bang stuff out pretty quickly because of the kind of show it is. Like, Thundercats was tough. Mm-hmm. There, there, there was a lot of drawing to deal with. So, like, I was telling you how some some sequences are easier than others because you can just say, oh, somebody's talking. And I'm, and this is a medium shot. You don't have to worry about that. But that show was nuts. There's so much movement, so many characters mm-hmm. on screen. And then when they when they start, the action starts, it's, it is insane. So, like, trying to sheet time that is, like, it's crazy. And so it's a grind. And so that that on top of you know, my day job and maybe another show. So that was really hard to go to that show. So that for, because of self-care and self-love and needing mm-hmm. to not be burnt, burn myself out, I had to kind of like push that. So to the side a little bit. Um, so, um, but sheet timing is a different space in my brain. You know, yeah. it's like, it's not the, I can burn out on drawing during the day. I can still do sheets because it's a different part of my 
mental right. space. Right. So that's easy to do. And then also because I've done it so much, so I can I can knock it out pretty quickly. So I don't need my entire week to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can still get days off. You know, just me and my wife. We don't have any kids. So like, you know, if it's a Wednesday night, we just go out and get some pizza. Exactly. <laughs> get, a, get, a, get a drink. You know, yeah. we're adults. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's a bunch of a bunch of shows since I've been out here between sheet timing and storyboarding. Um, Very yeah. wide career. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's Dang. been 13 years. I was doing the math. Wow. 2000. Snap that. I can't snap snap for me. Wait, is it one snap? No, or like you... multiple. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yes. yes. I can't do this. I would clap. <laughs> <laughs> I would clap, but it would be. You, you, you'd be in the red. Yeah, you'd be yeah, in the red. I don't yeah, I don't want to do that. Don't want to fight. I think we're approaching that time yeah. of hitting the end, but mm-hmm. you have a question you always love to ask, Wayman. Yeah, so I ask this most every episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 99% of the time. <laughs> nice. Where is the bathroom? No. I don't even know we're recording at my home. Um, I mean, in our studio. Yes, in our yeah, professional studios. What are you talking Very about? Very professional. Yeah. You, you, you live in the studio? Wait a minute. This is, this is, this is, studio. Gotta get you an apartment. What are the type of stories that you are interested in seeing more in animation or in, yeah, in uh, animated content, whether it's like video games or animation, mm. movies, TV? Uh, what are you hoping to see, see more, more of? There? Yeah. Wow, that's a good question. Just I like I like um, just more variety. I feel like a lot of the stuff that we get commercials for, or like that that they're trying to drive audiences to go see, feels a lot of like the same thing. Mm. Um, a lot of the um, I don't know, and it's targeted towards a, a younger audience. Like they're you know old people we the big kids like cartoons yeah. i mean because yeah. adults are just kids with jobs right mm-hmm. and so you know mm-hmm. we, we grew up watching cartoons mm-hmm. um so you know just we, we're a little bit more sophisticated now we like a different kind of story so like you can do an animated version of that you know so um just i guess animation that's target you know and not just like you know you know fart jokes or you know like, like i'm trying to think of like <laughs> um what was that like sausage party i'm like they, oh yeah something like that. yeah but like they don't have to i mean just give you me like, give, be, yeah it doesn't have to be like slapsticky it doesn't have to be you know it can just be you I can like just tell to a story that movie happened right <laughs> not to invalidate the people that wow. worked really hard on it because i know people worked really hard on that movie yeah the content was just kind of and like eh. right and you wanted <laughs> you and you want this stuff to do well because then they then they feel comfortable putting more money towards because totally. they feel like it's an audience that can be tapped into. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like a double-edged sort of effect. It's kind of like, yeah, I, don't, I really don't make want this to be yeah. like, to perform well. Yeah, they make more adult stuff, please, but not but that, hey, like, not, yeah, not, not, not more of that, not more of that. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> right. yeah. So just more variety. You know, I think, you know, the Japanese uh, market is, you know, they, they do, tell so many different kinds of stories with that yeah. medium, you know, and they look at yeah. it, so view it so differently. Are you mm. saying you like anime? I do. Oh, I do. I do your favorite anime? My favorite, Ooh. uh, Gurren Lagann. It's my favorite. Row, Ooh. row, fight the power. Yeah, that that. I need to watch Gurren Lagann. That one, it 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 moves me every time I watch Are it. Are you and a I'm, true man who's who who pierces the heavens? I do. I do. <laughs> I do. My jewel is meant to pierce the heavens for oh, sure. Snap. 
for sure. Like yeah. that, that it, I mean, I could we could do a whole another episode <laughs> on Gurren Logan and why I love it. But just know that that's that's my hey, my favorite anime. It's okay. Um, Chloe, <laughs> I was gonna make a thing. Um, some uh, humans are humans and clothes are clothes. Oh, uh, kill a kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, whole trigger thing. You want to go the whole trigger path? Yeah, like yeah, Imaishi is yeah the man, and so, uh, but yes, that that's why. Are you, know, you a mad burnish? That's that's from the new from 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 Promare. Yeah. Oh, Promare! Oh, I still need to see that. Watch Lorraine burst through the door like. Yo, I. For all our listeners, uh, listen to the Rain Great uh, season one of the podcast. Uh, yeah, she likes anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't, I'm not um, I just I'm like more of a casual fan for sure. Like, and I'll mm. just I'll watch stuff, but I'm I'm not like. Die hard on. I, I probably don't know the names of a lot of kids, but I'm like, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it just kind of, just kind of, it flows in and out. But then some stuff sticks, and some, a lot of stuff doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I personally kind of lean towards stories that, uh, I guess, underdog stories. Yeah. I mean, who loves it? Who loves it? Doesn't love a good underdog yeah. story. But I think that's kind of what, um, uh, Gurren Lagann is. I guess because mm-hmm. yeah, and and so. Um, yeah, and then also that story is also them too. Like uh, the kind of stories I like telling is them rebelling against. They just want to be normal and be free and be able to be be themselves. Mm-hmm. But that world is designed to keep them from that, you know. And right. so they just keep bursting, you know, out of like every you know every block that is placed in front of them to preventing them to just be who they are. It just bursts through it and it just keeps going until they're in space. And so it was like, yeah, and I recently identified those are the kind of stories that I like telling. So like I've come up with a couple of show ideas and the short that I was working on, mm. you know, when I was learning how to storyboard, that story evolved into I mean like every I have it's gone through several different iterations, but every one of them has had that theme underneath that I didn't even know that I was telling until a friend pointed that out. Um he was like, Hey, you like to tell these kinds of stories and I was like, oh, yes, like holy crap, I do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what I would like to that's see. Really I mean that's cool that's what that's what I respond to, that's what resonates with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you know, if it, if it could be more of that kind of stuff to hit me in the feels for sure. I'm always <laughs> down for that. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah. what kind of advice would you like to give our listeners? Um, whether they're trying to get in the industry or already in and maybe feeling like they're not doing what they want to do. What what sort of last words would you like to give to the listeners? Um, have, being a Swiss Army knife has helped me, uh, <laughs> for sure. And so being able to do different positions makes me more marketable. And, you know, there's a lot of less downtime. Um, but also um, keep working at it. Like, it's it's a level of dedication that you... I mean, you got to love this job to do it. Um, but I... But say if you, if you have free time, use it to 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 get better at what you what you want to work on. Um, and because there's so many resources nowadays that you, um, there's really no excuse. It's not just <laughs> like I think I, you just you just gotta you know it's just it's just a level of it's a commitment, right? I, yeah. I think I think at the bottom the bottom line is just commitment. So sticking to it, saying yeah. just what you want to do, and 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 
pursuing it mm-hmm. and continue to pursue it and yeah. don't let uh, a negative review or a missed opportunity deter you from continuing that yeah. pursuit. And yeah. so th- at some point, a door will open. You just want to make sure that you're prepared when that door is open. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so right now it may feel like nothing's available right now, but you're, you're still at home working on your craft. You're still getting better. You're still, um, you know, reaching out. You, there's so many, now with Instagram and Twitter and like, you know, mm-hmm. these, all these spaces where people are, are just volunteering their work, right? And so you can look at it and, you know, side message them, say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Or, hey, you really, how did you do that? You know, what are you into? Let me watch what you watch and then let that you know bleed into what i'm doing and so um you know there's always you know you you can do classes too and it's like now in la there's classes everywhere and then there's you know figure drawing classes everywhere and so there's opportunities to improve um so just keep doing that and so when the opportunity does present itself like when i got the titmouse and i said hey you guys need any board artists? And they said, actually, we have a position available. I was like, yeah. well, I'm ready. You're, you're I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. ready to do this. Let's mm-hmm. let's uh, give me a test. I'm let me do it. Yeah. And if I don't get the job, just you know, let me know what I did wrong so I can work on that. So then, when the next door opens, when the next time somebody says, hey, we got a position available, you know, I've done the work already to to step through that door. And I mean, and you're always gonna. And that's one of the beauties about this industry is that there's always something to learn, and that's what keeps it refreshing and interesting for me is that. Um, you know, it's always like you, you, once you feel like you've plateaued or peaked, then uh, it's time to get out of it, I guess. You know, like, I feel like there's always something new. There's a new avenue. There's a new yeah. way of approaching things, and and so um, yeah, there's always something to learn. So don't feel discouraged. Don't think that you you're good enough to to get this job because I mean everybody's looking for something different, and so just you know just keep pursuing. And it, it's okay to have be specific about what you want too. You know, like you want to work on the next avatar to the next airbender so you can just you know hone your skills to work on the next thing so like but in doing so you know you develop all the skills necessary to work on you know any other show yeah. you know yeah. so it's that's fine but you know just don't be afraid to set the bar high yeah. and push for it and yeah and put the time in to get there too yeah so. all right yeah. I can't snap again. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, drop those gems. Gems. <laughs> gems. If, uh, if our listeners are interested in finding you online, where How can they slide into my DMs? <laughs> yes. Um, Instagram, I'm at, I'm at Brewstuff, B-R-E-W-S-T-U-F-F. And... I'm on Twitter, but I don't post a lot. I don't post a lot in general. Uh, I guess I'm on I, I, I mean, I'm there. I'm looking at stuff. So, you know, if you reach out to me, I will probably see it because I'm always on it. I don't even know what my, my Twitter name is because I've never... Probably. Yeah, I was guessing. It's probably Brutunes. Probably Brutunes. at some point, but I can't remember if that was your website or... Yeah, my website is definitely Brutunes. Okay. Um, yeah, at Brutunes. So, B-R-E-W-T-O-O-N-S. You know, it's funny because I was going to... Um, Back when I was creating my website, because that was a new thing when, uh, like, mm-hmm. digital, like, uh, portfolio webs- websites. Oh, yeah. I was going to do Cartoon Brew. And, oh, really? And then, and then I was like, oh, well. it's, it's, it's been taken. And I was like, who took it? Like, and I'm looking there, and they're like, there's nothing here. Why do I, why can't I just use this? Nah, yeah. But then it became mm-hmm. freaking Cartoon Brew. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, a little history for you. So that's how old I am. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. 
so much, Aaron. We really yeah, appreciate thanks for having me. All Thank you. Thank you. Good deep gems you have uh, dropped the mic on. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think our listeners will appreciate it a hundred percent as well. Heck yeah. Sure. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, man, thanks Thank for having you. me. Thank you. Thank you. And that's the end of the beans and potatoes. Okay, <laughs> you are to the end. You are my best friend. Let's be Aaron. Uh, that's what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, Imaishi did the storyboards for that intro. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Jules told me that. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. To keep up with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And be sure to listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on iTunes. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time, see you later. This episode is edited by Tyler Schlossman.